Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me, we have... It's Stitch. What's up, guys? Man, welcome. Welcome back. I know it's been a little while. We were talking uh, pre-Super Bowl stuff, and then obviously we had the big game. Yes. So, I am uh, sorry. There was some uh, a whole lot going on in personal life and shit. We did not get to record uh, last week like we intended, but here we are, and stuff is still fresh. And uh, we're ready for you. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to go over. Uh, world keeps on spinning. A lot of sports stuff to talk about uh, while we haven't recorded. I mean, obviously, with the uh, Super Bowl going down, that's probably the uh, the most uh, the oldest one on our docket, and uh, probably one of the biggest things. I mean, Super Bowl Fifty One, uh, an amazing game. Uh, oh yeah, at least. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely amazing game. Um, Atlanta have them dead to rights. Yes. Um, I can't remember what our predictions exactly were. I think I said something like, I want Atlanta to win, but I expect the Patriots, but I can't remember what score it was that I threw out. I'd have to rewind the tape. And, uh, I, I know I didn't bet against the Patriots, uh-huh. and I said it would be a close game. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I mean, whew, highly uh, close. Uh, I mean, at first it was a, they were up it was uh, a blowout. 25 points at one point. It was yeah, 28, 28 to, to three. 3. Yeah. Then... Um, they came back. Uh, Atlanta assisted in that process. Well, let's, let's call it what it is. They fucking choked yeah, they hard did. on the... <laughs> I mean, everybody gets on the Warriors. Rightly so in a lot of ways for that 3-1 deficit. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. What they don't say is they didn't have Draymond Green for the fifth game. And Bogut got yeah, injured. Yeah. So that's all of almost all of your front court is yeah. not playing in some of those crucial games. But no matter what, they lost a 3-1 lead first time in NBA history. I get all that. What the haters always conveniently forget is that the Warriors actually won the previous year. So you can't come at Warriors talking about, oh, they've never won, or they're a permanent choke artist like the Buffalo Bills or something. Nah, they won the year before. Atlanta's The Falcons have never won shit. Haven't won shit. The city pretty much hasn't won shit except once. Yeah. The Falcons, when I was in college, went to the Super Bowl with the Dirty Bird Dance and Jamal Anderson and all of that. Uh, And like we've said before, it's a lukewarm, shit-ass sports town. Mm -hmm. You know, no diehards whatsoever. A lot of East Coast transplants, a lot of fair-weather fans and shit. But I saw a lot of love for, you know, the Falcons prior to this game. And I saw a lot of shit-talking after the first half. Yeah, they were were feeling themselves pretty hard. Yep. And, I mean, they had reason to. I mean, you're up that big, especially in the third quarter. I mean, there's no reason you should fuck it up, but Atlanta found a way. After the pick six of Brady, I think it was in the second quarter. Yeah. And then their, it was their last touchdown, um, by the Falcons in the third quarter. You know, when it was up, when they finally made it 28-3, and obviously... uh, New England just looked dead to rights. They'd gotten sacked. They looked sloppy. Lots of drop balls. Right. Everyone thought it was over. Yeah. But I got to say why everyone thought it was over. Because this is really crucial and important. Uh-huh. Even if you're just a casual-ass Madden fan, <laughs> when you have a three-plus touchdown lead, what do you do, Stitch? You're supposed to run the ball. How hard is that? <laughs> You keep the clock moving. Um, Jesus. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It would remind me when I'd play like, uh, 
uh, Derek on uh, NCAA. We would play some funny ass NCAA games, and yep. he would. I would always end up coming back with him because he would just want to throw the goddamn ball. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you go throw this ball. I'm gonna pick it off eventually. Yep. And he he would just let me back in the game, and that's essentially what happened here. Um, Ryan had the uh, sack turnover um, where, he, where he got hit um, when he was trying to throw, which he shouldn't have been throwing in the first place. I believe that was on the third down, yeah. too. And then, or uh, a second down. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. you got to run the ball. You have to keep the clock moving. You have to limit the possessions that they can have. It's one thing if you're running the ball and you fumble. You can't. That's not on coaching. Nope. That's on the player. That's on that running back. In, if you're in the headset saying, oh, yeah, we're going to throw this play, blah, 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 we're going to throw this, that, and that's on the coaching. It's on the coaching and the offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, and maybe on Matt Ryan. I don't know how... All three? I don't know how much uh, uh, weight he has in that, that huddle in terms of what he's calling, if he can check that or audible out of plays, but... Let me tell you something. Done. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Even if you haven't planned your game around him being able to audible on the fly, he's not a rookie quarterback. He's a 9- or 10-year vet, I believe, at this point. He's MVP. MVP of the league. Um, Rightly so. He he won a lot of great games. He had a great quarterback rating. He had a terrific season. There's no shade at all. He And he had two weeks to prepare for this. If he sees something as the defense is lining up that warrants an audible, he should be able to do that. Even if it's not in the quote-unquote game plan, game plan, he should be able to say, hey, you know what, I'm Matt Ryan, the MVP of the league. Yeah. I'm, I chose to do a running play on this one because y'all are dumb as shit. Yeah. Deal with me afterwards <laughs> while we're popping champagne and celebrating or on the sidelines when the Patriots have the ball next or whatever, but the clock is going to continue to fucking move. Yeah, it, 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 it was mind-blowing. And uh, the one that stuck out to me the most was uh, in the fourth quarter... I think it was directly after Julio made that amazing catch yep. on the sideline, and they're in field goal range. Mm-hmm. They're they it's over. All they have to, I mean, essentially, if they hit the field goal, it's over. Yeah, I think it would have been a forty yarder. Yeah, but very reasonable. You're you're indoors with a one good of the, kicker. Yeah, one of the best kickers in the league. Put it put it on his leg if it gets blocked. Whatever you can't get, you can't fault him for getting blocked yeah. on a kick. But just run the ball up the middle. Um, Freeman was. Was doing great. I mean, oh, yeah. he started out the, the first play of the game where they tossed him that pitch. He went like forty some yards. It seemed like so. Freeman was feeling himself. That, that that running attack was on point. That day, the Patriots defense was just sort of not themselves. That, that they looked slow. Yeah, they, they just looked... were had like lead in their boots and everything. They just were not moving as quick as the Falcons were. The Falcons just seemed like they came out with a lot more energy to play, and they just had the uh, just all the the momentum, um, but. They ran the ball. Uh, I mean, they passed the ball, got sacked, and got a holding call, pushed them out of field goal range, and just like, okay, you had an easy three point attempt try. Now you're punting the ball away, and we we're gonna see what happens. And I mean, Patriots did their thing. They marched down the field, scored, marched down the field, scored, went to overtime, correctly called heads or tails, marched down the field, scored. Yeah, I, and I mean, I don't want to gloss over that. This was. An impressive comeback, both defensively for the Patriots to make all of those stops. Because they needed to make every single stop. They couldn't allow literally a single other point. Whether it was a field goal, whether it was, you know, uh, some kind of rushing touchdown or whatever. They couldn't give up too many first downs either. I mean, they were dead to rights defensively. And they got it done. And then secondly, Tom Brady 
came on fire in that second half. Yeah. I, I mean, all those touchdowns, you know, they, they went from having three points in the third quarter to well, the final score, 35, 36, uh, 33, something. Yeah. We, we can look it up or whatever. But it's somewhere in the 30s, yes. and they scored four touchdowns. He was lights out. And his receivers, you know, all of them were making plays. Every single one. Yeah. So and they did it uh, even without, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, one of their best weapons with Gronk. Uh, Gronk was... Clearly, he, they didn't have them all season. Yeah. That's one of my big points that needs to get brought up. They don't have... They actually don't have any large receivers, if you really think about it. No. Everybody's short and quick. Edelman, uh, Amendola, just short... Uh, possession guys, a catch. They, I mean, run good routes. Yeah, and I mean that catch by Edelman was amazing. Yeah, uh, where he where it bobbled and he almost dropped it twice. And yeah, he caught it literally inches off insane. the ground. In, insane. That, that was mind blowing how he how he pulled that off. That was that. It, once he, once I saw that go down, I was like, it, it's coming. I yep. Like, we know how this is going to end. It's yep. going to be a lot of sad, crying Jordan Atlanta faces. Yep. And folks had too quickly. Already posted crying Jordan memes of Brady and the Bel- and Belichick and the Patriots. Let's not forget yeah. that too. The people were warming up, warming up the. Uh, they were like, "Oh, I'm just waiting for you know another quarter and a half." But here you go, <laughs> internet. Yeah. Mm, those look pretty dumb right now. Yeah, they jinxed that shit. They look pretty dumb. Um, great Super Bowl, first overtime Super Bowl. Yes. Um, so even if you hate the Patriots, didn't want them to win or whatever. To see a game go into overtime that's a Super Bowl, it's fun. Yeah. It, just as a sports fan all the way around. Um, so that was Super Bowl 51. Yeah. I almost actually won the uh, the pool, like where you pick up, pick the score and everything. Yep. If they if the Patriots had have kicked the field goal instead of going in, I would have won. So I was like, ah. I was like, God damn it. I was like, just kick the goddamn field goal. That would have been nice. Because uh, uh, just a little gambling tip. If you are in a pool and you need to get, always try to see what the Vegas line is because yep. Vegas knows everything. And Vegas yep. had it at I think it was fifty six, so fifty six and a half. So I was like, I'm gonna go with fifty six. I put out fifty six and I was right on point. It would have been I think fifty nine if they kicked the field goal. So and I was the closest one. I was like, Vegas don't lie. Vegas yeah. knows their shit. Vegas is pretty great on that. I will say. So now we we just segue in. Yep. Legacy. Legacy. This is. We talked about this in the previous cast, and I think we both agreed that if the Patriots win, there is going to be a discussion about oh, yeah. Tom Brady's legacy. Yeah. And it's going to start with, is he or isn't he the greatest quarterback of all time? I don't want to ever get into the best football player right. um, d- discussion because it's such a position-specific um, field. Right. I mean... You know, Dion, Jerry Rice, uh, Randy Moss. I mean, there's some receiver athletes, Reggie White, uh, even yeah, Lawrence Randy Taylor. Marshall was talking about this the other day. On yeah, Facebook. and I like I liked his take. Yeah, it. I really did because Brady is slow. I would say Montana is slow. You know, there's a lot of non-athletic quarterbacks who are extremely proficient in quarterback. Yeah, like Manning. So yeah, yeah. Um, so just for quarterbacks. I think, and we'll, I'm going to ask, is it really just a question of Brady versus Montana, or is there someone else legacy-wise that belongs in this conversation? No, it's Brady. It's Brady-Montana, as far as I'm concerned. I, and like I said before, I still have Montana ahead of Brady. It's 1A and 1B. Uh, 
I can debate why I have uh, Montana over Brady, but um, I I don't I don't diss people that have it the other way around because I mean it's it's a logical, sensible debate between the two. So. Yes. The one caveat before we even jump in, I want to say, and I, it has to be clear out here, Brady's still playing. So the asterisks, and maybe there's going to be two asterisks, which we'll get to, but the big asterisk has to be with all of his accomplishments, there is a very good chance that we could see three more years of him, mm-hmm. even though he's 39 right now. And so it's unprecedented to be effective as a 40-year-old quarterback on that high of a level. Right. But if we're talking about the GOAT status, perhaps. Yeah, we'll, we'll see um, how it plays out. I mean, New England sort of always pride, not They have a reputation of getting rid of the player before they sort of drop off the cliff in terms of their True. efficiency. True. Um, but this is a quarterback. It's Brady. So it, it would be complicated if things were to go that route with with him per se. I don't see it happening. I don't either. I think he's sort of earned his right to go out on his terms. Yes. So I think they'll make a clear exception for that. Yes. Um and I also want to just say this isn't about coaching staffs either. You know, Bill right. Walsh versus Belichick or whatever. But let's do it. Brady's played 15 seasons as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really going to count. Okay. In 15 seasons, seven Super Bowl appearances, which is a record. Right. I will freely admit those two losses to the Giants hurt legacy. There's no doubt about it. But the worst thing you could say about a Super Bowl loss is you're the second best team in the league. Most likely. Okay. Right? Yeah. Five and two right now as we stand. Um, Four MVPs, 12, uh, 12 Pro Bowls. Fourth in passing, third in passer rating all time, fourth in yards and TDs, and within a chance, especially if he plays at this level for the next three years, of moving up from this current ranking. Yeah. Uh, and then here's here's something that is interesting to me. He has the most division title. I don't know why your lights are playing. <laughs> uh, but he has the most division titles ever. You know, he's dominated this, and I will say it's an ancient-ass division. Yes, it is. The AFC East is ancient. Like the NBA East. I I get you. (laughs) But I also can't fault him for that. You know, if you're playing literally the same Belichick-Brady team for 15 years, twice a year, over and over and over again, and I'll let you fix your lights, um... How is it you don't have something effective in 15 years of draft picks, 15 years of offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, scheming, a free agency, something to slow down this train? Well, the NFL is, if you can hit yourself to a above average quarterback, um, you're going to be good for a while. And quarterback's a position, uh, it's sort of different in a way where the... Shelf life on a on a quarterback is a lot longer than most positions, especially if you Agreed. think of, if you think of like another dominant position, like let's say running back. You can remember very vividly when Adrian Peterson came in, set the league on fire. And now he's sort of he might not even be on a team next year because he's, he's he's struggling real bad. I mean, I, shelf life on a, on a running back is about like five six years. And definitely, a, a quarterback is a lot longer. I mean, you have a good ten maybe fifteen years on on. 
on an elite type quarterback. If you're still one injury away from being out, this is true. But yes, but, I mean the way the the rules are legislated, in the quarterbacks aren't supposed to be taking hits. Agreed. Uh, so I mean they do get hit. That I'm not trying to say they don't take hit or aren't subjected to physical punishment at all. But if you got a dominant quarterback, you're going to be on top of of your division for a good long, long, long while. We can we've seen it happen with uh, with Indy when they had Manning. Mm-hmm. Same thing going on with the Packers. The Packers been pretty much sitting on top of that division the damn near two decades. It feels like with, with being able to seamlessly transition from Favre to Rodgers. Yep. You did have. Um, the Bears pop up in there one one year. Uh, Even the Lions. You had the Lions sort of come up in there, but essentially led by a good quarterback. That division, that AFC East, has not had anything, an above-average quarterback since Mark Sanchez, when people were trying to say Sanchez was On the true. Jets? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they it's just been a recite. It's just been a merry-go-round of quarterbacks that, oh, yeah, we're going to go with this young guy. We're going to go with this young guy. Another three teams in that division can't get it fucking right. Uh, the Jets can't get it right, going from Geno to... Uh, Fitzpatrick, the Bills can't get it right. They don't know if they want to uh, go with Tyrod Taylor or EJ Manuel. The Dolphins can't get it right. They are undecided if Tannehill is the truth or not. Uh, and I mean, he got injured, so they had Matt Moore in there. But th- those three teams haven't been able to to get out of the mud per se. Where the Patriots are the only team in that division that seem to be handling their business. It, essentially, the AFC, if you want to think about it, they they're only rivals. In the AFC has been uh, Baltimore, who has put to, had an amazing defense and would give Brady fits, and then also Denver right? and Indy with, with essentially the same guy when you have Manning on on that team. Yeah, but even with that being said, when you look at the numbers on average, if they, he's played for as a starting quarterback fifteen seasons and seven of which he's gone to the Super Bowl, that means. Even if he lost in the playoffs one year, mathematically, the next year he's making the Super Bowl. It seems it's, like clockwork. It's a, it's a LeBron Cleveland type situation for me. I mean, East ain't shit. Mm. Uh, I mean, the East ain't shit. The AFC, I can't say ain't shit because they're winning it. But in terms of like the competitiveness with the other teams going around there, it just seems to be they're spinning their own tires. I will go as far because I think Pittsburgh's had some runs. Yeah. I think, you know. Uh, uh, there, even some other teams have played well. Let's just say that. I will say that the AFC East has definitely been dominated by them. I have no real explanation for the length of time. I could see a three to six year run in there um, of, you know, they didn't have the right quarterback, didn't have the right uh, offensive coordinator, running back or whatever. But for three different teams for 15 years to get pounded that says a lot about how shitty they are and how great this team is. It's just that those other teams in that division haven't fucking done shit. I mean, yeah. if you, even if you look at other divisions, you can pinpoint when other teams have like come up and, and be like, oh, yeah, Carson Palmer had a great year mm-hmm. in Arizona. They uh, they challenged Seattle for that, that division, even when the Niners uh, had their defense going and, and Kaepernick was playing well. They, they were... All of them were competitive. The AFC East just hasn't been that. That's been, they've been struggling to get to, to eight and eight. I mean, it's almost reminiscent of, of let's say uh, the AFC West um, when the Raiders weren't doing anything, and it was just pretty much uh, the Chargers just coasting in for for the most part for a good little while. I feel like Denver, Denver, and KC 
they were they were sort of there, but I mean, I'm talking about like a couple of years back, where mm. it's uh, more like the Marty Schottenheimer days with yep. with, uh, with San Diego and when Rivers sort of first got there with Thomas oh, and Tom, yeah, that yeah, was, that was great. And they were just pretty much just coasting. coasting they were coasting, yeah, they were coasting. Fifteen years is a long time, but and again, the reason why I got to point that out is because it's a, another record. You mm. know, most division titles, postseason record, twenty five and fucking nine. This this means he's fucking getting it done. I'm, I'm going to stop right there, on, you know, because there's even more Brady accomplishments. But this speaks to being at an extremely high, unprecedented level for a very long time. And, and I know what some people want me to also bring up. Yes, the Patriots got busted for Spygate. There, there's no doubt about it. The reason why I'm not putting Brady specifically under for Spygate is... Brady didn't make the decision to do Spygate. Bill Belichick and ownership for the Patriots as a team made that decision. The Deflategate stuff I put on him. Essentially, whatever whatever you were doing behind the scenes is being fed to your quarterback. Oh yeah, for information. So if you are the recipient of said information. You, I mean, yeah, you weren't out there with binoculars and, and or drones or whatever looking at the stuff, but you still used that information. I mean, it wasn't like Belichick sat on it and didn't do shit with it. I'm sure he so did do stuff with I it. I can't absolve, like, yeah, Brady didn't do it himself, but did he benefit from it? Yeah, without a doubt. I would say the entire team well, yeah. benefited. But I mean, I mean, offense and defense. I, I, what I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is, I can't single out because he. We always put these pe- uh, quarterbacks on a pedestal and whatnot, and rightly so with that position. I can't single him out as the one player on the team who benefited and nobody else did, and he orchestrated it. He didn't orchestrate it. I get you on the benefiting of it, but <laughs> if he's not the one who orchestrated it and it's a team game, I can't put it all on him for that one. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces on a football team. So Definitely. I mean it's it's you can't just be like, Oh yeah, the one person received the most information. I mean, on the offense, yeah, your quarterback, everything sort of runs through him, but I mean, essentially if I know what play you're running, it's sort of like if you're if you're controller peeping on, on Madden and you know what play is being called, yeah, you, you have an idea, but you still gotta stop it. Still have to have the people out there to stop it. If I know all right, you're blitzing and where you're blitzing from and what this read looks like your quarterback should be able to use that information. Be like, all right, I recognize this. I know the the Mike linebacker is going to be coming through the a gap here, so my tight end is going to have the option to either break off his route or or do whatever. As long as he's able to process that information and do something with it, then it works for an advantage for him. I I, I hear you loud and clear. Be, the only thing that's being left out of that, and it's because it's not a glamorous type of thing, the entire O line. Oh yeah, yeah. Knowing that. This is the blitz package yeah. for the Bills. This is the blitz package yeah. for, you know, whatever ain't shit as in, uh, AFC East team. Yeah. That's a huge benefit that is even separate, not separate per se, but distinct from, from Brady, too. It's the, pretty, yeah, a lot of people don't know this. The center uh, is pretty much the smartest guy on the... Oh, yeah. He's the one that makes all the blocking calls and everything. I mean, yep. your tackles get paid the most because they want to protect the quarterback's blind side, but... The center is essentially the quarterback of the offensive line. Yeah, and benefited 
wholeheartedly. I am going to categorically say they, the team, <laughs> cheated for Spygate. Okay, that, that, that's that's flat out. So out. then we'll put that down for tally for an asterisk. For <laughs> that, but hold on. <laughs> Did Spygate continue throughout all of his years and put a a cloud over everything, no. or was it just for those particular games? It's and essentially season? the because that's, that's what that's what gets one. lost. Spygate was essentially for the first one versus the Rams, if I remember correctly. That's what I'm I'm hearing as well. Okay, so we have the Rams one, which we'll we'll put an asterisk one next to the Panthers. They ended up winning. That was a field goal that they ended up winning on the last little kick. We're only talking Super Bowls. All right, Super Bowl. Then you have the Eagles one. The Eagles won. That's a legitimate win. Uh, you had McNabb vomiting in the huddle. T.O. Yeah. probably should have been the most... You're not giving any legitimacy because they won in a field goal. I just want to put that out there. I'm just, I'm just putting that in terms of like him... I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for a dominant performance. Mm. That, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Okay. Then we have the... Uh, well, let, let me not skate over the losses. The giant loss <laughs> and the giant loss <laughs> <laughs> to Eli... And Eli. Yes. And also we'll put... Uh, Warner was the quarterback for the first one. Jake fucking DeLome was out there slinging with Brady. Which is, of course, something Brady <laughs> determined. He determines his opponents, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. And then you have Vomit McNabs. <laughs> where T.O. should have been one the fucking MVP. Because yeah. he bowled the fuck out. He did bowl. My issue... Now we'll go to the Giants ones. Okay. The... I think it was 07 or the 08 Giant one. The one where the Patriots had the best regular season team of all time. The most... 16-0? The 16-0. Essentially, they were 18-0 going into the game. Yes, they were. Uh, the best offense in the history of the NFL. Uh, broke all scoring records. Better than the show on turf. Everything. True. Lighting the fuck up out of everybody on there. True. They choked. Brady choked. What was, the was, final was, score was, was 24. I believe it was 24-17. I'd have to go back and double check that one. Okay. But, Not a blowout, but all right. No, it wasn't a blowout, but your offense wasn't doing shit. Definitely did not perform. If, if, and they lost. They, yeah, they lost. They lost. They lost. Brady did not perform well uh, in either. I mean, if you look at the end stats, Brady didn't dominate. And they they should have they should have won the, these games. They were a twelve point favored in the Super Bowl where they were the undefeated team. True, uh, I believe that was the third highest um, uh, point spread uh, in terms of a Super Bowl. Um, and there were some other upsets that I looked up. Uh, the one there was one that went way way back in the day. Might have been like the the um, Namath Jets, and I think they had that higher uh, in terms of an like upset. in the seventies or something. Yeah, your twelve point favorite you. They Why won. they lost? They they lost. They choked. That's a ding. That's a that's a failure. It is. Yeah, I'll take it. So fair. Then you have the giant game again. That's another loss. Failure. So that's two failures. Then my favorite one that people seem to just gloss over is the Seattle one. Mm-hmm. The Seattle one, they got that one gifted and wrapped up in a nice bow with them. Well, okay. Let there was a. Terrible play call that we all remember that Seattle had at the at the goal line with not giving it to Marshawn. Yeah, 
Um, but you also got to give props to the the Patriot defender, whatever his, his face. What was his name? I can't remember. Who Butler? made? Was it Malcolm? Butler? I, I feel like it was. Who made? Who made a great play? Who had nothing nothing to do with Brady, but he made a great play and saved the Super Bowl for them. The, I, I'm still waiting for a dominant Brady performance. Really? Okay. I, I, I've yet to see a dominant Brady performance in, in any that I've listed so far. The Seattle one should be a fucking loss. Unless you are should saying it? that Mar- Marshawn was going to fumble on the one, or they couldn't have snuck it in. I forget what down it was, but... Second down. I yeah. Think. Second down and one. This one was a coaching failure on Seattle. And Atlanta... Like you said before, I consider that one a coaching failure on Atlanta when you have them dead to rights and essentially you run the ball four times in the second half when you're up by 25 points. These two were gifted. Okay. And also, which one was the uh, the gift that they got because of uh, the tuck rule where they were... Very first one. The very first one. So we have a lot of lucky fucking lucky ball bounces in terms of... Idiot shit going on that were outside of Brady's heads in terms of two dumbass fucking coaches in Atlanta, Seattle. You got a dumbass fucking ruling call in, in how they got to the first Super Bowl. And then you also have them possibly potentially cheating in that one. So it's, and then there's no dominant performance. All, all these, this was a, this was a one score game. This was a one score game. All, all these aren't the, all these all are one score games, I believe. I think that, the Eagles one might have been one score game. Well, I mean, at the very end, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the final, final, they didn't, they didn't blow anybody out. They didn't dominate anybody. It came yeah. down last possession, last possession. This was, I believe, a final drive that the Eagles sort of fell apart. It might have been like a garbage field goal, loss, loss, last possession, last fucking possession. I'm not seeing any dominant performance. Yeah, you got the win, but there's a lot of tricky shit going on that you benefited from. So, I'm glad you brought that up. When you go inside the numbers, here's the thing. His Super Bowl average quarterback rating is a 95.3. That's cute compared to Montana's, but... Um, to go to seven Super Bowls, again, the record, and still have the most yards of all time, which he just earned, more touchdowns than anybody else in, in the Super Bowl... Um, an incredible rating, and you don't decide who your opponent is. You don't decide what that their offensive coordinator is going to do. You don't decide any of those those uh, those statistics. All you can do is play your game. Ninety five point three as a Super Bowl uh, rating in seven games doesn't sound like shit to me. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, Montana's is one twenty seven point eight. That's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's and Terry Bradshaw's is one twelve point eight. So I mean, the rating is is nice. Montana's not throwing picks. He didn't throw one interception. He didn't throw any pick sixes. Uh, they won against better competition. Ooh, that's so hard to say though, man. Everyone's okay. You have the in all seven. You're saying there was no real competition besides the Eli or the New York Giants. Seattle had an amazing defense, and they locked up Brady. So I don't consider that as a Brady like overcoming any of this this fucking defense. They he lost. lost. The Giants had great defenses those years, and they lost. Loss. Um, Rams were main, were an offensive juggernaut 
team. Okay. The Panthers were an offensive juggernaut team with Mushi Muhammad, DeLome, uh, I remember Steve the Smith. The Eagles were a dominant offensive team with uh, Westbrook, T.O., and, um, and McNabb. Yeah. Same with, with Atlanta. I'm not the only defensive juggernaut that is on here were the Giants, where they he lost twice against, and then Seattle, which he got gifted and handed a fucking victory to. Atlanta wasn't a bad defensive team either. Uh, look, look, they weren't a bad defensive team. Mm. Oh. Correct? Um, Did they rank at the bottom of they, the league? They weren't. They, they had the best offense. But Definitely, I didn't think they had the be- offense gets more. Uh, attention for Atlanta. I didn't think that they were ranked towards the bottom of the league in terms of defense. I thought they were above middle of the road. But in any event, um, I'm still seeing an incredible postseason record. I'm still seeing more rings. I'm still seeing more appearances. And even those Giants losses, which there's nothing that can be done about them. They can be done if he played better. If he, they were the second. Hold on, they were the second best team in the league those years, if, right? If, if you start out the game uh, in the second giant one by not getting a safety on your first fucking drive, that's a that's a good way to uh, sort of set the tone. Not what, to be put your team down by two points. Well, let me ask you this: What was the last age of Montana's Super Bowl appearance? Montana's age? Yeah. Because uh, see, what I've believed with Montana is a great '80s, where he went to four Super Bowls. And he won four Super Bowls. And then, I know he went to Kansas City in the early 90s. And but his, his last Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl, he was 33. Okay. He was 33. When he was 34, that's when his back got blasted by, uh, I believe it was Leonard Marshall. Yeah. Uh, devoured his back. And then uh, he came back when he was 37, 37, 38. Yeah, but no Super Bowls. No, no Super Bowl. I mean, he was at Kansas City, but I mean, he was a different. He was a different person. Yeah, I mean, backs don't get better. They definitely don't, except if you're Batman. And man breaks <laughs> that breaks that back. Um, Pretty thirty nine, and just set the, and literally just set the yards and appearances and uh, championship record, and is still going. Like I t- said at the very beginning, with that asterisk, you can. Look back on the Giants' losses. You can try to undermine the Seattle game or the Rams or, or Eagles games. But the truth is, at the end of the day, each one of those games had very few Hall of Famers for the Patriots besides Brady, if we're being very honest. And and you have your coach, Belichick. When I think back to those... let me Let me just say this. When I think back to those Niners teams, the list of Hall of Fame players is through the roof. On, on Go the back one, to the page. Okay, on the first two Niners, the first two. You didn't have John Taylor doing his thing. You didn't have no. later on oh, Jerry. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I'm saying all of the Super okay, well, all cause, four. Because people forget about the first two. I mean, if you're going to, okay. I'm saying for all four. Look at the look at the 49ers in the 80s. They're Hall of Famers. Okay. And compare those to Patriots. The two. The last, the final two, the one where they blasted uh, Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had a loaded team. But, I mean, both of them had great teams. Like Steve Atwater was an amazing person. Carl Mettlenberg. Uh, the Niners had a great team. Yeah, if you would look back. I mean, John Taylor's not in the Hall of Fame, nor is Roger Craig. Um, but great play. And I think they will be at some point, maybe. Uh, I don't know. what it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. I don't see. It getting I any, can see them getting in. I don't see it getting any, any easier. But I mean, 
the, the first two Super Bowls, people seem to be like, oh yeah, Montana had Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, no, he wasn't. Jerry there. Rice was on on the first two teams. Yeah, he was throwing the, the fucking Freddie Solomon yep. and uh, Dwight Clark. True. Everyone knows Dwight Clark from the catch. Dwight Clark's not in the Hall of Fame, as far as I know. No. Uh, Ronnie Lott was there on on defense, so I mean he's an amazing player. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. My, I mean Montana still still got to throw at somebody. Montana still. Got need to make these people that nobody, everyone that I've had these conversations. I'm like, tell me, name off some people that you know on these on these 49er teams where they beat the Bengals and where they beat the uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, nobody are, can say shit. Those are two Super Bowls. When I look back at the Patriots' seven Super Bowl appearances, I see in the loss to the Giants and that perfect season, I see Randy Moss, Hall of Famer, but that was a loss. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. We we were just going to gloss over having arguably the yeah. second best receiver, Hall of Famer. And you're I, I, the best I see quarterback, and you could only put up. But throughout a fifteen-year career with Brady, who are his other Hall of Fame receivers? I don't see a whole fucking ton. I don't think Edelman's getting in the Hall of Fame at all. I think Gronk I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. He may he may get into the Hall of Fame, but hold on. Brady just won the entire season without Gronk. Okay. And the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think that there's a... The running backs are a fucking joke. You know? They, they've had a, a list of no-name, scrub-tastic running backs and a lot of no-name, scrub-tastic wide receivers outside Corey, of Moss. They had Corey Dillon one year. Corey Dillon is a... Corey Dillon's an average running back. <laughs> <laughs> Is he an Hall of Famer, or, or no, that, am I missing something? Was a, uh, was a really good running back in the league. Corey was Dillon. he a good? Was he good for the Patriots? I don't think so. I, I remember him in what his Cincinnati days or well, whatever. It's a, if we're not going to go in a coaching style, I mean, it, it, Belichick's coaching style where, is where they don't need to have some sort of amazing player where their offense doesn't need to revolve around one entire person. But hold on, so are, are, are you really saying the Patriots have had more? Or less Hall of Famers outside of Brady not, in these 15 years. I'm going to say less with their Super Bowls than the in, Niners. not going to trap me into that que- that question because that That is the question. Be- because here's the thing. When you're talking about a quarterback and their greatness, some of that success does go to having other Hall of Famers on your you team. To make the other people around you great. And he has. But what I'm saying is they're scrubs, really. And his he's been able to get get them to elevate their game because they're not Hall of Famers. They're not. You tell me. You got Jerry Rice. Okay, we have one Hall of Famer on offense, and you've been giving me this. Oh, the Hall of Very Good for uh, for Roger Craig. The Hall of You're Very Good for John Taylor. The Hall of Very Good for Dwight Clark. They're still not in the Hall. There's Hall or there's not Hall. With the Patriots, the one. How long did he have Moss? Two years. Uh, yeah, two. about two years. Yeah, fifteen for thirteen out of the fifteen years. There's zero. He's got. <laughs> I mean, he's got one in Moss where he had he failed. Gronk is uh, unless something happens to Gronk. I don't see Gronk not making the Hall of Fame. Mm, maybe uh, on defense they had Vince Wilfork, who is a Hall, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, and uh, people seem to forget that Revis was 
on that team. On Re- the- <laughs> really? We're gonna Revis? Re- we just went and said really? really? Revis isn't going to Hall of Fame? Revis is going to Hall of Fame for another team. We're not going to Hall of Fame as a Patriot. Holy shit. on that roster, though. Oh, my God. Revis is a hired gun. Revis was 55 years old on the Patriots. So, so Dion on the Niners doesn't count? Dion was still highly effective. Do you see his dominance? He took. He took Revis was just as effective on the Patriots. Revis was an old man out Revis there. Revis is an old man, man right now. Oh. Revis was a beast back then. Revis was a lockdown quarterback for 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 the for uh, the Patriots. How dare you? You're gonna, you're gonna be like, oh, he's there for one season. Dion was a hired gun after Atlanta he, everywhere. He was a hired gun, but also <laughs> Dion didn't play with Joe Montana. Oh, I'm sorry. Was, was, was Dion lining up at wide receiver? Yeah, Dion played with the Steve Young years. Okay, yeah, when Montana was in Kansas City. Okay, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. We get we get real distracted with that. Who's, who's lining? Who's lining up at corner? For who? <laughs> Cor- corner is a much more lockdown position than safety. We've got Ronnie Lott was out here blasting people. Ronnie Lott wasn't out just picking off passes. All Ronnie Lott was a was a hitman. So, I will ask one more time: Are you, as a Niners fan, saying that the Niners did not have as m- more Hall of Famers we will in, have- the, in the in the in the in their era with Joe Montana than Brady has had? We will have to see because. I mean, we're comparing two different eras <laughs> in terms of when they're getting into the actual Hall of Fame. These people are, are going to be coming up for, for nomination for Hall of Fame. Mm. We shall see. You, and let me just throw some more. A lot of these people are still playing as it goes on right now. Revis is still playing. Oh, oh yeah. Gronk is still playing. They're still playing. That's why when it's all said and done, you're going to see Brady as the either number one or number two in all-time touchdowns while Montana's down there, what, 25th? 26th? It doesn't matter. It's, it's offense. It's the way the league... 25th? You're playing in a pussified NFL where, you, where uh, oh, you, you you touch the receiver after five yards, you get an automatic first down. I'm glad New you set said it down. I'm glad you said that because Warren Moon, John Elway, Marino, all of his contemporaries threw way more touchdown passes. And, yeah, I, I believe that uh, John Elway did win. Oh, after Mon- after he kept after uh, Montana was out of the way, that's when he won. He did when, win. when he had Terrell Davis getting MVPs. But he, they they threw a whole lot more. How many how many how many Hall of Famers did uh, Elway have before he won? Before he won, I don't even know. Uh, I, I don't like to keep Ter- up with that. Terrell Davis is, is going in the hall right now. What color he is needed, the tea in China? A, <laughs> he needed a Hall of Famer to get a Super Bowl. Well, yeah. Hey, hey here's the thing. Brady won just now without without his Mon- the one Hall of Famer that you potential Hall of Famer that you wanted Montana to mention. Montana won with Montana won two without any Hall of Famers on offense, including beating Marino head to head, beating Elway head to head, blasting the fuck out of out of Elway head to head. So beating all of the five quarterbacks that you listed is just nothing when it comes to uh, Brady whatsoever. I, I'm sorry, uh, Jake Delhomme, mm-hmm. McNabb. Uh, McNabb may get in the hall too. McNabb, McNabb, may, hall of what? <laughs> five, hold on, five ain't getting in no goddamn hall. Was it face. five or six NFC championship he games? Get, please hear me now. Believe me later <laughs> on. It's like I said my shit uh, about the fucking Cowboys, and you don't want to listen to me about how they should have started Robo. McNabb ain't getting in no goddamn hall of fame. Eli, the, Eli shouldn't get in the hall of fame, but that's a different argument for a different day. Okay, fucking. Trash. Russell's young. 
Russell Young and, and, and Ryan's Young. So we don't know. Jake DeLome, stop. Ru- Russell's won a Super Bowl. Let's not forget that. So, but we're going to still say he's, he's trash right. and he ain't shit. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer ain't shit. <laughs> but, he, but this guy, I mean, he, he did go to two with Seattle so far. And he's still only fifth year in the league yeah. or something. I yeah, mean, the jury's still out on, on, the, young, on the young guns. And, and I'll say this. You know, the MVP of the league, Matt Ryan... Got fucking hoodwinked and outplayed by this old man. He didn't get outplayed. Oh, he sure did. He didn't get outplayed. I, I don't think Ryan got outplayed. Yes, he did. How do you, how you figure that? Four TDs and the most throwing yards ever in Super Bowl history when, by when, Brady. Well, when you, when you throw the ball 65 times, you should have the most yards in, in a game. We just talked about the fact that your boy Ryan... Was throwing with a twenty-eight to three lead. They're not playing. They're, <laughs> are, was Atlanta playing? Was uh, was um, the were the Patriots playing prevent defense? Were they just being like, we just just not get beat on one play? What the what Ryan was doing was throwing. I, I want to say he threw over forty fucking times. I really do because even in the the second half, they only ran the ball three or four times. Yeah, but I mean, he he was throwing a lot. It, <laughs> It's different when you are playing deep when when you are coming back being down by fucking twenty eight on defense because you're you're just keeping everything in front of you. You're not trying to give up the one fucking one play to the end zone touchdown. Are you saying that Matt Ryan is a potential? He's won one MVP. He's won to, been to one. Super Matt Ryan threw the ball twenty three fucking times. Twenty three. Seventeen for twenty three. God damn, really? Seventeen for twenty three. He had a QB rating of one forty four point one. Brady had a QB rating of 95.2. That's what happens when you throw fucking interceptions, mm. which Matt Ryan did. He, Matt Ryan had only six incompletions. Six. Six incompletions. Didn't get that win, though. Apologize. No, I will not. <laughs> I will not apologize because he didn't get that win. Brady had wait, 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 wait. 62 motherfucking times. What? So are you going to just gloss over the fumbles? When you get hit, Look, so, so he got he fumbled once. Let, let, once. Let, let's say this. So there was a fumble by Ryan that you want to loss over, but Brady throws a pick and you pick want six. Yeah, a pick fine, fine, a pick six. You're not fine. A pick six, fine, a pick six. Don't don't equate no, those are those are similar goddamn things. They're, not They're turnovers, goddamn it. <laughs> a, a QB getting hit on his arm while he's throwing is not the same. You have a 28 to 3 lead and you're doing a 7 you, 7 step about? drop and you can't see that there's a blitz coming and get rid of the ball. Do you want me to you turn the ball over? Go I want you to put your hands like this and you tell me what what can you see behind you? What can you see behind if you? If I'm the MVP of the league that says NFL, oh, I am the best in this game. Is this your logic? This is like your date, your Derek Carr logic about he oh they'll, they'll block for him cuz I said block? Yes. <laughs> Derek Carr is the greatest. But at the end of the day, Ryan sure could have, sure could have had a game without any turnovers. And you want to gloss over the fact that that he maybe didn't have any turnovers or something, excluding his fumble. He had one turnover where he got hit on his arm. Costly turnover. A cost. (laughs) Was it as costly as Brady's turnover? Obviously not, because someone's holding a ring. So <laughs> was was Brady not seeing the, the? Did he get the red jerseys mixed up with the white, and he threw it to the wrong one? He had a failure on that. Point. Oh, okay. Just that, like that led direct points. Just like Ryan had a when, failure when he, had, when he was pretending like he was going to run down some cornerback, and he dived and got a face. Oh, of but let's not pretend that 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 fumble. You could say, oh, so and so hit them. Let's not pretend that that didn't lead to points either. 
Okay. Did, did Brady not get the ball on offense and immediately score another touchdown after that? I think he fucking did. Okay. I, I just I, I just need to see some tape where Montana's throwing an interception in the Super Bowl. Mm. Or time is diving after a cornerback running the opposite way with his football that he threw. What I would need to see from Montana, and there's no shade whatsoever. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. What I would need to see from him, though, is a longer time period of dominance. You, you were allowed to hit quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are more physical then. That doesn't give any excuse whatsoever for these past 15 years. Oh, my God. To have... But hold on. Let's let's say this. There's a strong likelihood that Ben Roethlisberger may get into the Hall of Fame for his years of service and whatnot. He played, obviously, against um, Peyton Manning. You know? You have other good quarterbacks that probably won't get into the Hall Along these fifteen-year history, when it comes to the NFL yeah. and, and Brady's dominance, he's played against the best of his era, which Montana did as well, playing yeah, against the best of his era. The same best of the eras are different. Playing against uh, does Brady set the rules or not? I, 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 he, he I, can't. I know that we, we we have a Brady rule in a situation where you can't touch a quarterback below his legs because Brady got hurt one time. So we're like, oh shit, we can't let people touch quarterbacks on their knees. Because we uh, lost Brady for a year, so we're going to write this rule in the, in the fucking the N- The NFL made a shitty decision with that. Oh, okay. I, I, will, I have no defense. Was, and let me just say, I'm not a Brady fan. Well, that, that, that sure but, does help. That sure does help. But it doesn't help longevity. just Brady. That, I mean, come on. Are benefiting it from it? No, 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 no. The entire league of quarterbacks is benefiting from that. Okay. But he's the only one Montana versus But he's Brady. the only one taking advantage. That... that Montana, but but Montana can't take advantage unless you want Montana to just prop out on the field at 60-something years old. Well, then if, and I hate to keep going back to this, if Montana played in his era against the best of the best quarterbacks of the 80s and whatnot, why didn't I see him having, he had great Super Bowl appearances, there's no doubt, fucking doubt about it, though, but putting up anywhere near the offensive numbers of, any, of some of his contemporaries. Because you had a completely different rule set where... The rules were the same for every every quarterback in the eighties. For the eighties, okay. So in, his, in, compared, in his time period, yes. Well, the, then we're talking about the, essentially the offense that was running in terms of the West Coast offense, in terms of where you're slinging the ball to a, a running back and keeping everything short and down the field. Warren Moon was yeah, Warren Moon was throwing at sixty yards in the air. That that didn't help the Oilers do shit. I mean, they, they were, no, they weren't a shit team. I mean, they, they, they weren't a shit. They team. didn't win anything. They didn't get to they didn't the Super Bowl. They didn't win they didn't, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And essentially, uh, that that offense helped lead to the uh, what was it the largest comeback or largest choke job in uh, playoff history before this Atlanta one in terms of when the Bills came back on because they wanted to keep throwing the ball and let Frank Wright uh, come back and and win the game. There's been seventy years of plus seventy plus years of history in the NFL. All of those quarterbacks have played through different rules. There's no doubt about it. And you don't, as a quarterback get to determine what era you play in or what rules are set. You inherit those. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. There's no doubt about it. Okay, it's about stats, numbers. Uh, well, when we're talking about GOAT status, I'm talking stats about are going to show. I'm talking about wins, though. Wins and losses. You denigrated every single one of the Patriots' wins in the Super Bowl. All five of them. Okay. <laughs> and there's losses in there. Yes. There's, there's losses in there, and there's some fluky fucking wins. We don't have a fluky Montana. But you also don't have five of those wins. That the, the math doesn't doesn't work on the side. Zero of is zero. 
Zero losses is zero losses. And four is not five. And and I, I have to keep going back to this big asterisk, too. What you're going to see at the end of Brady's career, which will probably be in the next three to four years, is number one in terms of, number one and number two in terms of TDs all time, number one and number two in terms of passing yards of all time, number one and number one in terms of Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl appearances, number one in terms of playoff record, number one in terms of regular season record. That's a consistent theme and dominance in every statistical category whatsoever when it comes to both winning and stats. That's something that Montana cannot say. You can't take away from the fact that Montana is 4-0, but you certainly can't say he's dominated both statistically all-time great and Super Bowl playoff performance-wise like Brady has. It it's doesn't... You're comparing two different eras in terms of what's go, what Brady's doing with his stuff and what Montana did with his stuff. Montana's offense that he ran was just keep it short, keep it simple. I'm not going to make mistakes. Sure. He, not to say he was a game manager because he was out there winning games, but he didn't have to go air the ball out 50, like, like uh, Marino did. He didn't have to throw it 40, 50 times a game. They essentially had 17 for 23 yeah. with the win, no interceptions, and... Effective. You didn't make any mistakes. There's something to be said about that style of offense. I get you. And I do hate turnovers with my uh, with my quarterbacks. I look at the, what? So he played 12 regular season games and then three playoffs. So we're looking at 15 games this year for, for Brady. Okay, yeah. Yeah, total, because he didn't play in the first four. Um, I want to say regular season, what were there, two picks? Probably total. You know, I mean, you you can certainly fact check me while I'm talking, but I I want to say, even though Ryan got the MVP for playing in more games, if you estimate out how Brady was playing over 16 games versus 12, I don't think Ryan even gets the MVP, and that's at 39 Mm -hmm. years of age. Uh, yeah. Well, and here's the thing: if you don't believe me on that, because I, I believe I know that that is debatable to a certain extent. Mm. Let's see if there's a drop off next season. I don't think you'll see it. I think you'll see him playing with the same fire and passion. And statistically, he'll either go back to the Super Bowl or be in it the following year. And again, with twenty plus TDs and very few interceptions at a the age of forty. I mean, there's there's no one to challenge him in the AFC, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Pittsburgh is a very solid team. You know, you have... Pittsburgh's uh, a, a solid team when they're at home. Pit, road Pittsburgh ain't shit. Road Pittsburgh, just they, they don't seem to get their shit together. And Pittsburgh seems to have some issues going on with uh, Antonio Brown... Uh, <laughs> and Blavion Bell wants to stay healthy, or if his he wants to smoke weed. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I mean, Pittsburgh's got some questions too. Uh, so uh, what are you, are you really saying that there is a cakewalk throughout the entire AFC for New England? Not the AFC East, but the entire AFC. We'll just have to see if the Raiders decide to be healthy. The Raiders were the only team essentially that was going to challenge them. It, it, even next year, I'll, I'll never. I'll everyone, never. everyone hopped on this whole Pittsburgh thing, but I watched a lot of Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh at home is good. Pittsburgh on the road, Roethlisberger is not 
nearly as good on the road as he, as he is at home. They have the, the so-called weapons, but, I mean, James Harrison isn't getting younger. No. They, they, no. I, they just don't seem to... I, I just thought it was fool's gold with, with Pittsburgh. Well, I think with the real fool's gold, because I believe that the Steelers would have put up more of a fight. They didn't. They, they didn't get it done in Foxborough. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I think the real fool's gold is Kansas City because they haven't won a playoff game, yeah. I, th- I believe, since Joe Montana is at 38 yeah. years old. I don't, I've don't. i never there. been an Andy Reid fan at all. But um, it's a good debate. Yes. I mean, unless you got any final points, I think we both no, yeah. stated our cases. I'm, I'm still vehemently on the side of statistics and, and numbers indicating that nobody's done this better than him. Yeah, I'm, I'm for performance... Uh, knowing that you're going to go in and not lose. One last piece of shade. You do realize that Brady has the same record in the Super Bowls, 5-2, and two, of your favorite NBA player of all time, Kobe. Are, you complain- are we comparing I'm just saying, sports? same record, 5-2, and 5-2. That's all I wanted to put out there. Different sports. So essentially, you're going to be saying that Kobe's better than MJ. No, 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 no. MJ has six and oh. You got to get there. Six and oh. Seven's more than six. Get nervous seven times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one lesson. God damn it, I got one lesson. I have a question for you. So, if these last three years you see another Brady Super Bowl win... What are you still shaking your head? Yeah. There, there, so there's nothing performance wise that he can do that could convince you. No, going in twelve point favored with the best team of all time, with the second best receiver ever, and losing. That can't be undone. Cannot be undone. Cannot be undone. That's mm. that's that's the the blemish that you go in heavy favorite. You're supposed to win. You haven't lost all year. You choked. Wow. Can't 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 fix that. I don't care if he wins another one. Still, you can't forget you lost to the Giants. Hey, you, can't, I, you can't beat Eli. Eli has to fucking get there. <laughs> Eli has to get there, for, first of all. I, mean, I love this praise for Eli, one of the, one of the most noodle-nosed quarterbacks that literally has thrown more interceptions than anybody fucking else in the league and has one of the worst QBRs of all fucking time regular season. Got his receiver. New York is a mess. They got their receivers out there on boats in Miami with their shirts off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, let's go. Let's move on. We still got a few yes. other things to cover. Oh, yes. uh, let's stay with New York for a quick second. Charles Oakley. Oh God. Oak Tree. You said it right. New York's a fucking mess. <laughs> New York is a goddamn mess. Oh man. Okay. New York. First of all, Nick fans, if there's any out there. Oh God. Um. Y'all are a joke franchise. Mm. Y'all uh, need mm. to look yourself in the mirror. You've been a joke for a while. Yes, yes. Uh, going back to when you had Isaiah coaching and, and doing shit. Uh, y'all can't seem to get your shit together. You pretend to have this historic history of <laughs> so-called winning like you are the Lakers or the Celtics, but you are not. Nope. You're not You're not even the Heat. Or the, Chicago. Yeah, or Chicago. You're, you're not relevant as much as you think you are just because you are new york the world's most famous arena blah 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 y'all can't do shit y'all haven't done shit in my lifetime i've worked yeah, they went to the, they, 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 only one shit in my lifetime 
Yes, they have not won shit. I will say in our lifetime in the mid-90s, they did go against Houston and Akeem Olajuwon and lost in seven games. I'll, I'll at least throw that out there as a bone to New York. So they went there once. Yes. In my 35 years on this planet. Yes. They've been there That's once. It. That's it. Okay. That's I, all I'll I, give them. I, I can think of a lot of things I've seen once. <laughs> I don't consider it no fucking, uh, no, no, nothing like that. But uh, check yourselves, New York. <laughs> and now you have your owner, Dolan, who, um, I mean, I don't, live, I don't live out there anymore. I used to live in uh, North Jersey, so I would hear a lot of stuff on sports radio about like the Knicks and everything and people unhappy with him and and uh, just I guess his business model and started because I think he did something with like cable vision and whatever but you this incident that happened with Charles Oakley first of all Charles Oakley is a bad man yes, he he's is. not just some dude that you see on like your 1994 copy of NBA Jam <laughs> He was an enforcer. He was a big enforcer. Uh, can, can I just really quickly say, yeah. similar to how the NHL used to have goons. Yeah. Because that's lost in the NBA today. Goons were, hey, they have a really good score. Let's put his, put his ass on the ground. Yeah. So, sorry. There's very few people that I would... I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of run through my brain in terms of people I think would take in a... In a fight over Charles Oakley, and I'm drawing blanks. Yeah, I'm drawing blanks. Yeah, non non professional fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. NBA sort of people, and that's what the Knicks were. They were just a physical team like that, and he was the goon. Yep. Um. So Charles Oakley, chilling, trying to watch a game and everything that he paid it for. He paid a ticket for. Yep. You didn't just break into the arena and everything sitting there. Um. Supposedly, I guess. I don't know if things were said, if he was maybe being a little bit loud or, or anything, but he didn't seem to be de- demonstrative in any behavior that I've seen on, on film. Um, uh, no one had the, the security crew run up on him and everything. His claim is prior to that. Again, this is unsubstantiated. His claim, while he was literally going to the fucking bathroom in Madison Square Garden, Dolan had his goons of security guards follow him into the fucking bathroom to watch him oh and God. and basically play overseer. Yeah. That that's his claim. If if there's any truth to that, that's going to agitate anybody. What has he done to warrant said behavior? He said some stuff on interviews about Dolan and about the Knicks and whatnot, but I don't know anything physically or any altercations that happened that would warrant him being followed. And let's just, just be real fucking clear on this. If that happened, it's the equivalent of going into a fancy uh, jewelry store or clothing store, yeah. being a person of color, and literally getting, because the owner doesn't feel comfortable with you, having security follow your ass around like you're going to steal something or do something disruptive. Yeah, That's what it's like. Just to put it... You know, close to home, if this occurred. Yeah. And that's what he's saying definitely happened. Yeah, it... it I mean, I, I sort of uh, heard some stuff on the news about, uh, I guess, the, the reports on what the security crew was saying. But I, I didn't hear anything where he was going to be violent. He was starting to whip people's asses. He was going to go on the court and, and, and do anything to any of the players. Like, so I didn't see what, what the deal was. I mean, I've been to in, NBA games and I've heard... 
rowdy fans, people yelling, screaming, cursing, and, and whatever. If, if Oakley was doing something to make other people feel unsafe, then, okay, I can understand that. But I did not see or hear anything about that. Even after the incident took place, uh, Dolan did not express anything of that nature specifically. He just said, he sort of said without saying that he's an alcoholic. Yep. Um, that he's just demonstrative and everything, but you can't specifically tell me why. They, had, they kicked him out the thing. Uh, I mean, Oakley was, wasn't trying to have it. Uh was putting his finger in people's faces and, and the security team's faces. There was one cop in there that I could see, but uh, every, and he sort of made the comment that, oh, I, I wouldn't do it if it was real law enforcement, et cetera. But there was one cop that I saw that was there. It was in a marked NYPD uniform and stuff, but still. It, it was fucking ridiculous. It was a sideshow, and that's essentially all the Knicks have been for the past 10... 20 years. 20 years. Um... Charles, the Charles Oakley incident is a bad look for this guy, Dolan. It's a bad look for New York. It's a bad look for the Knicks. Most of New York seems to be siding, most of the country seems to be siding with Charles Oakley. Oakley. Um, he's a big man. He's a big, intimidating black man. Uh, but just like anybody else, unless he's doing something that's very real in terms of threats of violence, getting out of hand, you know, and initiating shit. You can't, you can't do that. You can't follow him. You can't fucking try to have him escorted out and send five or six security guys on him like he's some fucking terrorist or something like yeah. that. Let me say this. I've never been to Madison Square Garden, but I've been to a whole lot of fucking basketball games, both <laughs> professional, college, and even high school. People in the stands say shit. I know it's shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. But people in the stands, especially if they're within semi-earshot of an owner. Yeah. Oh, you're going to hear it. You better have some thicker fucking skin as an NBA owner yeah. to be able to handle a some light heckling. Because that's all I'm seeing here. Yeah. And I'm not even saying Oakley per se did the heckling. But even if he did, you don't typically get escorted out of professional sports for light heckling. No. When it goes above and beyond and you're mooning people and flipping everybody off and being truly obnoxious, yeah. sure, sure. Throwing drinks at people, sure, absolutely. Yeah. No no love for that whatsoever. This seems like a case where the Knicks overreacted. Yeah. And Oakley is not no punk bitch. <laughs> you try to put your fingers in his face or lay hands on him, even as a security guard. You gonna have a bad day, yeah. and some folks had a bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they got their hands swatted away. Yeah. I did not. Now I want to be real clear. There's a whole lot of cell phone video. I've seen a shit ton of them. Never once have I seen a punch being thrown by him, no. or a chokehold, no. or uh, kicks, or anything of that sort. I saw someone lay hands on him and him saying, "Get the fuck off me! Yeah. Get your hands off me!" and swiping their hands away, which. I'll leave it to your opinion on what the right thing to do is in that situation. But if someone is not a police officer and they start putting your hands on you for something that where you don't feel you have warranted or done anything wrong, most people aren't going to be okay with that. You can't just go and uh, rough people up and uh, go lay hands on them and start moving them forcefully without 
expecting some sort of resistance. Yeah. Especially a 6'10", fucking... Yeah. 250-pound dude. Well, let's look at the optics. Had this been a overtly drunk and obnoxious 130-pound white woman at the game, mm-hmm. which does fucking happen, six security guards would not have been there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put that out. I, oh, you're taking the race, the race car. Well, show me a, a circumstance where someone has gotten that kind of treatment that hasn't been... Hasn't looked like Oakley. Let's just say that. Sure. So do you do you agree with uh, Draymond's comments another day on, in terms of it being sort of a slave I think owner mentality? Dr- Draymond going Draymond. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond is intentionally throwing himself in here. Mm-hmm. I don't know Dolan personally. Let me be very honest. Most of the country didn't know who Dolan was before this incident. He's a probably a, a figurehead that's only really known to New York Knicks fans, yeah. if we're really being honest. I... I think that that type of language and description is warranted when it comes to someone like Donald Sterling, who's had 20 to 30 years of incidents and history that had a very insensitive, rude, and even racially charged and negative interactions with multiple players. Yeah. That, that's where it would be perfectly warranted. With Dolan... I want to pump the brakes a little bit and say I don't have enough evidence outside of the look of this Oakley incident. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, not that I want to give anybody the benefit of the doubt per se, I just am going to say without more evidence, I'm going to stick with just this Oakley incident and say it looked very bad. Okay. What about you? Um, he's so... <clears throat> I understand the point that he's making. I, and like I said, I don't know enough about it um, in terms of having this whole mentality in terms of like oh yeah you're gonna do this for me but when you're doing it against me uh it's wrong it's hard for me being a complete outsider to the actual uh sports uh professional sports world um we've played sports but not on the level where there's an actual owner someone signing my checks where it's 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 a business nobody's getting paid yeah exactly um it's, it's interesting because we have heard athletes sort of say this from time to time. I remember Adrian Peterson at one point said something about this. And uh, even more, re- I don't know if it was more recently, but I remember the whole um, LeBron letter mm-hmm. from the owner. And people said it had a sort of a, a slave type mentality. Slave owner mentality. Slave owner mentality to it. Um, I can't remember the exact uh, verbiage of how that letter was written, but I remember it... it it sort of made my ears perk up when I heard people take it to that level. So it, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, and like I said, I don't want to say, Draymond, you're, you're crazy for saying that because I don't know how these... No one really knows how these owners are. That's true. How they act behind closed doors or, or uh, when they're in the, in the office setting. Like, well, most people have, have a boss, per se, and... Some bosses, maybe most, 50-50, they do have a sort of a snooty kind of behavior in terms of like, I am said boss, you work for me, blah, 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 kiss my ass, blah, 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 you kiss up to the person. It's sort of different, I would imagine, when the bosses are billionaires. But you're a millionaire. You are a millionaire. But millions and billions, there's, there's a huge difference. Oh, definitely a difference, but I just want to point out one quick thing. 
you're a millionaire for playing in the league. You're young for playing in the league, somewhere in your 20s or 30s. And you're the one with the fame. At more so that... My, think of how many NBA All-Stars you can name, or just yeah. players you can okay. name. And then try to name as many owners as you can. Or even NFL. I agree, but... In terms, of, I, I don't think that your your income should affect or should downplay how people should just treat people. Oh, definitely. So agree. That's why I said I don't know how this how this billionaire treats his millionaires. That yeah, are, so. and just because you have money, as we learned so vehemently in the Clippers Donald Sterling situation, you know that we all are aware of, doesn't mean you're a good guy. Right. I I, I really hate that. Benefit of the doubt that always gets cast on someone who's rich. Like, oh, they must be hardworking. They must be generous and philanthropist and yeah. all this. No. You could be an asshole that inherited some money. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, like we saw, I mean, the Knicks technically are the most uh, expensive franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I forget the actual word for wealthiest. Or, uh, yeah, they have the highest revenue in the entire league. Yeah. Uh, the number two was the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Warriors are number Four numbers. Three. Warriors were actually number three, three? and they okay. have gained a uh, faster percentage oh, yeah, um, than any other franchise. And they will. It's looking like they may overcome both the Lakers and the Knicks within the next three to four years, and especially when they go to the newer. Yeah. So, I'm. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for Oakley. It's a bad look for the Knicks. Uh, supposedly, Jordan and the commissioner helped. I li- let me just say, I like this commissioner. He. He seems to give yeah. more of a fuck. A Silverman? Silverman? Uh, Adam Silver. 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 Yeah, look that up so yeah. we could get the correct. <laughs> um, he seems to give more of a fuck. He seems younger, more connected, and, and cares about the PR side uh, in a positive way. I mean... And he's very quick to act. Yeah. Uh, he acted very quick with the Sterling situation. Yep. He acted very quick with removing the All-Star game from Charlotte. Sure. Yep. And uh, this this whole thing, it's it's not one of those things. Well, we'll talk about it in the off season. We'll see yep. whatever. He seems to be on point with making his decisions, even when it's a hard decision that's unpopular. So I, I, I give him a lot of props. Yeah, there's Adam Silver. Silver, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's Oakley. Um, I know we're going a little bit long on here, but we've it's just been a, a while, you know. Yeah. Uh, real quick, as a Raiders fan, um, I was pleased to see uh, the funding. For the potential move to Las Vegas, uh, looks like there is no no backers financially. It's it, it sort of hit like a, a wall at one point. Um, from what I had sort of heard, the I forget what casino it was. Um, they ha- I mean essentially they have the money where it, where the balking began was the person who I guess was going to fund or put up like five hundred million, million for this. Uh, he wanted to be technically a part owner. Yeah, of course, because nobody does it for free. <laughs> right. But they weren't comfortable with the the NFL or I guess or whoever's in, made the decision wasn't comfortable with someone who owns a casino having technical ownership of a team. Then who the fuck did you think would be part of it when it comes to Las Vegas, Nevada? Well, see, the thing is, <laughs> I, I'm not tripping over that because. You have a if you can find a mill someone that's got five hundred million somewhere in this country, it's gonna be in Las Vegas. So at this point, it seems to be stalled out. 
I still think they're moving, but you say might that. not be in Vegas. You, you say that. And, but San I mean, Diego trying to get trying to scoop them up. San Diego is, but yeah. we do have fans out there. But I will say this too: it wasn't just this casino owner; it was also uh, one of these big banks too. Yeah, Sachs so, or Goldman Sachs. Yeah, so it's not looking good. I've said it before, and I'll say it again: Davis doesn't have enough money outside of football to warrant being an NFL owner. And I think that's part of the problem. He has very lofty dreams, but the primary reason why there's no new stadium for him anywhere mm-hmm. is because he can't afford to build yeah. it. You know? And at the same time, if you can't afford to build something, what you do is you partner with someone who can give you money, which he was trying to do with the casino and whatnot. But they're going to want to be a partial owner of the team. Okay. And Davis doesn't want that. So they're at a stalemate. I'm not saying everything is going well with Alameda County and Oakland uh, City Council and, and the mayor or whatever either. Um, it's a deeply personal issue for me. I hope that they can stay. But I stand by my statements that if they leave, fuck the NFL. <laughs> Hard. All right. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Shoot. My main man, Jordan. Should we get into this? Uh, Jordan, uh, talking, uh, talking on your Warriors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, MJ is the GOAT. I think there's no debate whatsoever about that when it comes to basketball. Um, he He's one of the terrible, one of the most terrible GMs and owners mm-hmm. of all time as well. Uh, for the uh, Charlotte, where are they, the Bobcats yeah, now? Uh, yeah. Formerly Hornets, formerly no, whatever. Hornets. Hornets, whatever. Yeah, they were yeah. originally Bobcats. Yeah. Um, he spoke out. And said what all NBA fans have said, which is 73 wins uh, without the ring doesn't mean shit. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Uh, as painful as that is as a Warriors fan, there's no doubt about the fact that they should have, would have, could have won the championship last year. Uh, at the same time, Jordan never had got 73 wins, so you can't take away from they're, they're having the best regular season record of all time. But it pales in comparison to winning a championship. There's no doubt. Right. He's one of the few people who has the credentials to be able to criticize uh, the Warriors, you know, when it comes to that respect. Most other folks should really sit down and shut the fuck up, especially (laughs) winless former players, you know, because as I mentioned towards the beginning, Steph and Clay have a ring. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they're done. I seriously doubt yeah, that they're done winning championships. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to get one this year. Yeah. It, it, I'm sorry. You need... oh, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, just I wish Jordan would just go the fuck away. <laughs> I'm so sick of fucking Jordan. You know, whatever. Can you just be, be your crying meme and just be happy with that? And try to keep, I don't know, I can't stand Jordan. All, all he does is want to talk about how great he was and et cetera, et cetera. Act like he's all philosophical and shit like that. Man, he's just a buffoon. Damn. I I will say this. I, what I would love to hear him talk about is the time when he retired the first time. Mm-hmm. And that trip to, you know, playing for the White Sox yeah. and what really happened. Because the, uh, the conspiracy theories still run to this day. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, you've heard them, you know. Did, was it about gambling yeah, debt? You know, did he have a... Another type of breakdown. Nobody's buying, even 20 plus years later, that the greatest player in, in, in the history of basketball all of a sudden said, 
and the most one of the most competitive people on the planet. Let's also get that out there. Yeah. Suddenly said, yes, his, his father died and got killed. I get that. But suddenly said, I want to play baseball. Yeah. It did, yeah. Something doesn't add up about that. But we'll probably never know. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go? Uh, I definitely wanted to... Um, what was I looking at? Uh, we can hit... A, uh, let's just stay on the basketball um, topic uh, that we're on right now. Yep. Um, and it will sort of also go into my crying Jordan of the week. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Oh. Russell Westbrook is my crying Jordan of the week. God damn. Um, they... And the OKC fan base. You know, all y'all are crying Jordans. <laughs> they were... Loud and stupid and obnoxious for the first five minutes of that game. Against then, the Warriors. Then they sat on their hands and took that loss. Third out of four. Yeah. In just getting blasted fashion. They're not They're not competitive in terms... I mean... Not against the Warriors. They're, what, the seventh seed right now? Somewhere in that seventh to fifth so spot. So they, they would be essentially facing the Spurs most likely. And, not going to No. They... Just the disrespect to like Durant is like baffling to me. Um, by the fans, or, or are you still on Westbrook? I'll go with the fans first. Okay, then we'll go to Westbrook. Just to be clear, um, you, I know there's nothing ain't shit to do out in Oklahoma <laughs> except watch the Sooners play during college football season. Um, so I get your passion about your fan base, but he is your. I mean, it's all Oklahoma City is known is mm-hmm. is Durant. Um, he's second all time scoring behind uh, Peyton in terms of that entire franchise, with them being in Seattle and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But still, that's Oklahoma City. Yeah. So what you know in Oklahoma City is Durant. He's brought you to an NBA Finals. Um, Won the scoring titles and MVPs. Exactly, and and just he he left. He didn't do it in a in a shitty way. You just didn't like that he left. And you're, you're booing him, calling him cupcake, and he's soft, and et cetera, et cetera. And, oh, you arrive with Team Russ. But Team Russ ain't done shit. Doesn't ain't look gone. like ain't going to be doing shit. Put up great stats, but that's yeah. about it. Keep getting blasted head-to-head. Russ is, is butthurt and sour every time you bring up Durant's name. Yep. Like, whatever. You, you Get over it. He's gone. He ain't coming back. Uh, you're making it so that how is that a, a desirable franchise to go play for? Yep. And it's I, I think their days are they're so lucky Westbrook did stay because mm-hmm. I don't see them being a viable franchise in terms of being able to hold their uh, worth and and being able to just bring a, a fans in as long as they're not winning. I think if they're not winning or have something exciting going on. In that fan base, I don't think, I, I think you're going to see a lot of money get suctioned out of that that franchise in terms of their work. I yeah, I, kinda, I tend to agree with you, man. Um, it's in a lot of ways sad. I think of the shoulda, woulda, couldas with the Harden years. You know, um, even though who knows if that would have worked offensively and defensively. Yeah. Um, but it just would have been an exciting team to watch with all three of those big players playing there. Obviously, as a Warriors fan, I'm very happy that they got Durant. Um, but, you know, it's how the the league is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned a lot about NBA fans when it came to LeBron's decision the first time to go to Miami and Cleveland. And y'all are some ain't shit ass. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say this real clearly. The reason that I know you ain't shit, even in OKC and doing the cupcake thing and whatnot, is in 
three years, because uh, KD only signed for two years or whatever, right. if he wants to come back there, you take his ass in a minute. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. like those Cleveland fans trying to repair their burnt jerseys. Yeah. You know, swallowing crow and saying, oh, we love you, LeBron, you know. So, it's a cold world, but hey, it, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Look, it hurt me when Ricky Henderson left the A's <laughs> back in the early 90s. Ricky though. kept coming back, though. Ricky did come yeah. back, though. So, what about uh, the other big uh, sort of sound off with uh, LeBron versus Charles? Yeah. And there were words that Charles Barkley. Um, Sort of died down, but uh, last week before Oakley decided to get tossed out. Yeah, exactly. It was the on. it was the flavor of the day. Um, Braun is arguably, if not you know, definitively, the best player in the league. You know, and it's been so for most of this decade, if not all of this decade. Um, Barkley is an outspoken, funny, you know, NBA analyst and critic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really, really cool to actually see the best player in the league be honest in, in an interview. And LeBron has been a little thin-skinned this year because he's... A lot of thin-skinned. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because he's frustrated with knowing where his team needs to be and thinking, oh, I, I need better pieces and I need, the, I need this, I need that, even though they're the defending champions and... To, from the outside looking in, he should be very happy. They had the best record in the East. They were definitely one of the best uh, best teams in the league. Um, your owner, who ain't shit, you know, from a few years ago, put out actually had a loss financially in revenue yes. for the Cleveland Cavaliers because he's fifth highest loss in NBA history because he spent so much on getting you the team that you wanted. Yes. So let, let's just be clear: you have everything that you said you wanted, LeBron, um, but. He took shots, personal shots, at Charles Barkley, talking about things that people who were younger have all forgotten about, about him spitting on a kid and mm-hmm. getting in barroom fights and gambling debts and, and unprofessional stuff uh, from Charles Barkley's earlier years and saying he's not a role model, all that com- those Nike commercials. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that this is really much ado about nothing. Bron Bron is still best player in the league or one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's still going to the finals for the seventh straight time. And Barkley's still going to talk his shit, you know? But I've never seen Barkley give props to a modern player in their prime while they're doing things like going to the finals and winning championships. It's And maybe he has, but his normal MO seems to be, I'm going to throw shade. He threw shade at the Warriors in 15. Yeah. He, he threw shade at the Warriors 73-9 and nine and they didn't get it done. He's throwing shade at the defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, he threw shade at, at Kevin Durant for his decision. I see mostly shade throwing by Barkley throughout the last five or six years. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Barkley is just the, uh, the, the, the rainy cloud. Mm. Just always the wet blanket, just always bitter and sad and whatever. Um, with this incident per se, I don't have an issue with um, with what with what he's. God damn it, my dog's whining like fuck. Um, I don't have an issue with what Barkley said because essentially, I think it's warranted. Uh, I, I think it's warranted because he said, "Oh, you, yeah, you want all the best players. You want all the best players, et cetera, et cetera." And yeah, he does. And I, 
I, I didn't have an issue with Barkley saying it because, he, yeah, oh, I need more help. When, all right, your owner just spent all the monies. Uh, he's good. Essentially, LeBron is sort of the GM in my... LeBron coach. this person. Yeah, you you he's had his pick for coaches uh, the entire time since he's been, he's gotten, what, two fired? Yeah. Essentially, with yeah. Mike Brown and uh, Black, Black, David yeah. Black. Yeah. And you got Lou there. So you've, you've made all these moves and you're going to say, oh, you're getting frustrated... You're getting frustrated spending my money. <laughs> How does that work? That like doesn't make sense to me. Be like me getting frustrated uh, for the games that my my parents bought me that I yeah exactly bought, yeah. I want a Ninja Gaiden, goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, but you got Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. So yeah, he he he, he deserved to be criticized for it. Um, and him just going all personal and having this sort of rehearsed. Uh, looked him up on on Wikipedia and, and was ready to give his little spiel. I, I, it was very thin skinned and just very sour and bitter uh, from LeBron. And it bad um, look. Yeah, it's a, it's a real bad look. At the time, the Cavs are on a pretty. They were like lost maybe like six of eight or something at that time. Still with the best record in the East. But yeah. yeah um, and essentially, I mean, now it's going to be real, even more interesting with Kevin Love's uh, sideline for six weeks. So yep. we'll see how his uh, demeanor changes and, and goes over the ne- these next few weeks. Yeah. Um, I, even though it's not on the list, I want to just give a quick bunch of props. Yeah. And get, handle your dog. I'm going to give a little bit of props. Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics is balling out of fucking control. This is the greatest play uh, or regular season I've seen with a undersized point guard since Allen Iverson was in the league. He actually set um, a Celtics record with 40-plus 20-point uh, or more games, which nobody in the Celtics history, and the Celtics are the most winningest team in NBA history of all time, uh, he set that record. He's balling out of control. In the fourth quarter, he's even more dominant. Uh, And right now, I believe they have the second best record in the Eastern Conference. I am not ready to say that the Cleveland Cavaliers can beat the or can uh, will will lose to the Celtics, but I am willing to say that Isaiah Thomas deserves some MVP consideration, and he is one of the superstars of the league. Yeah, Isaiah's uh, he's great. He's he's fun to watch. Uh, It it, it's really nice to see that uh, the Celtics are not going to. Be stuck in a uh, negative rut like the uh, like my Lakers seem to be. Yeah. So it's always good to have one of those uh, historical franchises um, have some excitement, some young excitement. Oh yeah. Uh, He's the real deal. Yeah. Lock him up, get him signed, and keep him there for as long as you can keep him, and, and just build around him. I have no idea. It it, it looks even more impressive to see someone under six feet being so quick with his. Both his shot and his drive yeah. and his dishing and his decision-making. Um, late in games. Big games. So, uh, props to him. He deserves the NBA 2K cover yeah. next year. <laughs> you would, you're, that, something did pop in my head about you in your goddamn video game mumbo-jumbo. But I cannot remember. I saw something that was making me crack, crack the fuck up. That's all right. Oh, Speaking of your Lakers real quick. Uh, Magic Johnson is back uh, in the front office yeah. over there. I, good. Let Magic get his foot in and let him kick fucking... Uh, Bus out, uh, the brother bus. I am so. Let me just. I have to gush a little bit. 
Besides Jordan, Magic is one of my favorite players of all time. And yes, I am not a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. but goddammit, you have to just love this guy. Yeah. From a business standpoint, positivity standpoint, HIV awareness, everything. Having a out gay son and, you know, and being cool with Everything about this guy just seems to give you a warm, fuzzy feeling, yeah. and you want to have him succeed and win in life, and he's obviously done a lot of that. Um, it'd be wonderful to see him as an NBA owner. I'd love to see that. Yeah. But um, him being part of the Lakers is a great thing for that uh, that historic franchise and the whole Laker nation and whatnot. Uh, and one of the things, one of the first things he did in an interview is actually give uh, some fan service, basically, in saying... We need to get Kobe in here, too. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty goddamn great, too. Because he's playing up to the fact that, hey, you know, our best years in most recent memory were, you know, Showtime 80s and then obviously the Kobe era or whatever. So, you know, us two know what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's a a mentality that Kobe would bring to a front office in terms of... uh not not trying to say, oh yeah, Kobe should coach the team because we don't know Ooh. if he can coach, or and I think that would be a a small disaster <laughs> <laughs> or a giant one. <laughs> yeah, um, but in terms of like getting that that sort of winning culture and vibe, like we're not we're we're the Lakers. We don't we're not happy just being five hundred and everything. We have banners for for a reason, yep. and these this is our goal. So who who wouldn't uh, want a motivational speech from Kobe? Yeah, exactly. That, that, so I have no issue with, with wanting Kobe to to be there and putting Magic in that position. I mean, get getting the band back together, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be super duper fun. Um, let's take a, a quick turn. I know, I think we're all in agreement on here, but I just have to continue to say. Uh, switching to tennis, mm-hmm. Serena is still goddamn. I, she's probably no, not even probably. She is defi- definitely my favorite female athlete of all time, and one of my favorite athletes. Period of all time. Yeah. Goddamn it! She's I've great. I've been on this whole Serena thing for a long time. Check the tape, you know, rewind it back on on even Black and Black Times Infinity. I've been pounding the drum on Serena just being the most dominant female athlete. Of all fucking time is before she tied uh, Steffi. Which she passed her or tied her. I forget. I think she she tied her for uh, open or for major wins and everything. Um, she's been doing it since like what ninety eight. We yeah, we were in high school. Yeah, and and she's still winning. She's thirty six years old, I believe, which yep. is ancient in like ten, tennis times. Because yep. I mean, you, most of your tennis stars are they start them out at fourteen yep. and everything when when they're around 18 19 20 years old that's when they're they're in their their peak prime and yep. supposed to be just dominating she's just whooping these girls well you know what i love too for the folks who kind of are naysayers even still which i mean there's fewer and fewer of them um, when it comes to serena there's no male american tennis stars no, period there's really she's put the entire country when it comes to you know for the u.s when it comes to tennis on the fucking map and represented harder and better than anybody else. Done her crip walking when she's won. You know, done her twerking on Beyonce videos. She's having fun and doing her thing. I guess she just got married. Yeah, Props well, yeah, she's engaged to a or, the oh, CEO sorry, engaged. of Reddit. Yeah, and everything, which is awesome. Um, yeah, and I've sort of heard an interesting take, and I probably want to re-listen to it again in terms of like that whole their their family being like the uh, American dream. 
Ooh, and, that's and, a good take. And I was like, you know what? That was like that's a pretty interesting take in terms of like what uh, everything that they've done, where they came, where they grew up. Father was like, they're they're gonna be great. Oh, you think you think Venus is good? Serena's better. Yep. And everything. And I was like, ah, yeah, you're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was old, right. Old man, black dad. <laughs> yeah. Seems <exactly>. weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he he knew it. And then being able to. Uh, Venus has a, there's, I can't think of the actual sort of a health concern that she has and perseveres through, but she's still able to, to compete and, and win. And then with Serena do, doing, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a beast tennis, tennis player, but I, I mean, want to get interested in fashion yes. and everything and was able to successfully do that while still being dominant in, or, in her or, sport. Or how about, and I have to always bring this up, the fact that she's been so dominant for so long and still has way fewer endorsements throughout his her career as opposed to ain't shit ass other female tennis players mm-hmm. that you know are just pretty and can can't really play you know, and also we, yeah and it doesn't have to be limited to tennis because we go i mean that fucking bitch rousey or whatever you want to talk that you want to talk about somebody on a video game cover she was or talk about she somebody was on a video game cover look I, <laughs> i'm not i'm not re- doing revisionist history when it comes to her whatsoever <laughs> I said I didn't want her playing Captain Marvel. I said I really did. I said I didn't want her playing Captain Marvel. I didn't have a dog in the fight when she lost or when she won. I didn't pump her up more than she deserved. But she's no Serena. Let me just be very clear on that. Uh, Serena is a national fucking treasure, and she needs to be uh, celebrated. And you won't see this again, America, or the world. You won't see this level of. Awesomeness. Yeah, and so. essentially, Serena lost the uh, what was it the, the slam that yeah. she was doing last year. She lost. She got upset and lost to some lower ranked nobody. And you know what? She came back and she persevered and she's back on top again. Yep, that's how it's done, Rousey. Pay attention. Kind of like Brady came back on top uh, after those well, Giants well, losses. Well, yeah, I, was I don't know about all that. <laughs> all right, uh, let's take it on home because we've gone way longer than. Oh, I did want to talk baseball. about baseball. Yes, quick. get this. Oh, in. these crazy fucking baseball rules <laughs> and everything. I enjoy watching baseball. I don't go to a baseball game expecting to do something. I'm like, oh, I don't got nothing to do for this next two hours. I'm gonna go to the baseball game because you don't know how long you're gonna be at a baseball game for. Baseball is wonderful. I I, I have to just say. Oh boy, here we go. I have always watched American League Baseball. So always take that into account whenever I say something from a baseball standpoint. It is talking about the American League. I don't know shit about the NL. The only time I watch NL NL games are when in the World Series. It's the same No. (laughs) That's the only difference. I need a DH. (laughs) That's the only single thing. Don't watch NL. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, um, and baseball is always. They got people trying to speed the game up. We want to make it quicker. We want to make it faster. <laughs> for younger viewers. Yeah, I don't care about that. Like, I enjoy baseball for what it is. They, nobody's trying to speed up golf. Mm-mm. They're not saying, like, oh, we're going to put them in a cart now. That way they don't have to walk to each tee box. And, yep. and like, no. So some of the rules that they were talking about, um, because they essentially, a couple years ago, where they didn't want people to leave the batter's box, they didn't swing, because people were doing the whole Nomar Garcia Parra thing, where they're readjusting all their gear and... And everything, and each pitch was taken about like 30, 45 seconds. Was they sort of had like a, a kind of a pitch clock going on? Oh. Sort of never really was technically, I guess, enforced yeah, per soft. se. Um, but now what they want to do to speed up the game is uh, for the intentional walk. Instead of throwing the four pitches, you just sort of signal. All right, batter goes to first base. 
I don't really have an issue with that. I've seen a wild intentional walk pitch score run that happened so so few and so far between. I'm not I'm not I don't have an issue with that. The one that uh did irk me and rub me the wrong way was this whole extra innings bullshit. We're gonna put a, a runner automatically on second base, which it just blows my mind. We would have we would have entire different history of baseball in terms of some of the the playoff games that we've had. I remember the last Giants uh, World Series where th- when they played the Nationals, they had an 18 inning game. Yep. Brandon Belt hit a hit a home run in the 18th inning, yep. and you're going to tell me, all right, we're just going to put a runner on second uh, just to start it off. Like that makes no fucking sense. Essentially, for those that that do know baseball and know how strategic it is. You got a runner on second base with no outs. All you got to do is bunt the ball, get the runner to third, and essentially uh, a sack fly will score the fucking winning run and everything. And I I don't want baseball to be like that. It would just, it's it's lame. It's like having a a fucking, and I I enjoy shootouts in the NHL, so I don't Mm want to compare it to to something with a shootout. But it's just saying like, oh, if the NFL game is tied, what we're going to do is we're just going to kick some field goals. We're going to put you on the uh, the the five yard line, and you got four sets of downs to score. Yep. It's 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 ridiculous that they're trying to sort of add this sort of trivial uh, circus trick to baseball for extra innings when it's some of the best, most exciting moments in baseball history is when it goes into extra innings. You have that that moment that walk off home run. I don't I don't want to see bunt. Uh, sacrifice fly determining my World Series or my playoff game. I concur wholeheartedly. Um, you just finally saw the Chicago Cubs win a World Series. It was extremely exciting, even as someone who doesn't watch NL baseball at all um, or watch baseball, period. Just mm-hmm. knowing that Chicago, after all those years, 100 plus, uh, finally won the World Series is exciting. You're going to see an uptick in even regular season viewership this coming year, um, and hopefully that'll sustain itself. But what I want to say about baseball is that it has a longer history than the NFL. It has a longer history than the NBA. Mm -hmm. It has a longer history than the NHL. The first professional baseball game occurred in uh, 1869, 148 years ago. Um, Miss me with this bullshit (laughs) of trying to be trendy baseball. Baseball is America's pastime. It stood the test of time. It stood... Throughout two world wars, yeah, uh, you know, it stood throughout the, the the civil rights era. It stood throughout all of these peaks and valleys in American history, yeah. and it has changed. They've added some things. I, I agree with the, the yeah, change of adding the replay. Post- and- replay I agree with postseason wild card. Yeah. I agree with expanding that. That was wonderful, but let's not drastically change something that has fundamentally worked for 148 years mm-hmm. at its core. That That's something I'm, I'm against. And then the other thing I want to always point out, and this is something that Luke Cage taught me, <laughs> is that baseball is, and this is no shade, and it does not exclude girls or daughters, because there's plenty of great female fans, but it's a game passed down from father to son. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something special. I'm teaching my son, Logan, literally right now about baseball. He's more interested in it than any other sport. Um, and it's a cool type of thing. Yeah. Um, that's what has to happen for baseball to attract younger, newer fans. It's up to the fathers. Yeah. And that that does not mean that mothers and aunts and grandmothers can't be involved as well. Right. Along with girls, too. Yeah. Fuck, uh, fuck softball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... 
We covered a lot of man. We had to unload. Yeah, but it was much much needed. Yes. Yeah, so uh, tell us who's right on Twitter. Maybe we should put, maybe we should put some polls out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hit us up at be the BTI uh, if you want the kind of the group page. Um, or, you know, personally, at Cthulhu's Prodigy, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-S-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. I need to li- shorten that at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, your Twitter it's handle? At, at Hey It's Stitch, H-E-Y-I-T-S-S-T-I-T-C-H. Yes. Uh, we'll be getting back to you soon. Uh, I'll be watching some uh, some All-Star. Yes, uh, yes. All-Star Weekend in New Orleans and everything. Dunk yes. Contest this weekend. Uh, Three-point uh, I think Clay should probably win. Should. Uh, I don't really care about the slam dunk contest per se, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Might, might be interesting. Might be fun. Yeah. Let the youngsters fly through the air. We love <laughs> it. All right. And I don't even have a crying Jordan besides the entire city of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> that is my crying Jordan. Yes. Uh, MJ out. Mamba out. Peace.